What is up, everybody? Do a pretend beginning. <laughs> Lots of singing. Hey, welcome to the Blended Couple on Fire podcast. Today we're doing it in our car. We're actually going to get to that in just a second. But this is season three, episode 14. This is actually our recap from the awesome weekend we just had at the Celebrate Your Marriage Conference in Mackinac City in the UP of Michigan. So, Welcome to the show today, today, today. So we'll be able to actually do this a little bit different. We'll be able to actually sit and chat with everybody and do all this kind of fun stuff uh, right from here, right now. So, this isn't normal. Don't get used to it. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody why we're doing this? We're actually sitting in the parking lot at our youngest son's school, high school. He's their, officially our last child in school. Yep. And tonight is their first band concert and last band concert of the year that parents can actually attend. Yep. And those of you that know anything about Graydon, Graydon's very best, most favorite thing that he only thinks he cares about is band. And if we ever, one time in the past, we said, we don't think we're going to be able to make it tonight. It was like we reached inside like that <laughs> Indiana Jones show that he ripped his heart right out of his chest and sat there watching it thump. So... We have learned our lessons. We can't yeah. miss his band concerts. We can't. And we actually just found out today. He texted us just earlier today and said, hey, just so you know, they can have two people can come to the concert tonight, which he's had a couple concerts already this year. But due to COVID, we, we couldn't come. So so we were like, yeah. we got to make this work. Like, we got to figure it out. And I think yeah. that's just part of, you know, being part of a family. It's things that we just have to work out. And it's, you know, we're not in our studio. You know, we don't have all the luxuries of all the computer. Christie's like, okay, we, how are we going to play the intro? Make sure you play the intro. And I'm like, we can't do any of that stuff like we could sing the intro <laughs> we can't do that so <laughs> like at least not this guy so you know it's just really important that we you know make sacrifices for our family we just during this uh you know not to go off on a tangent on that but even at this weekend you know for marriage it's just so awesome when i hear you know um jay lafoon was up you know he's one of the hosts of the show jay jay and laura lafoon actually run celebrate your marriage i've been doing it for almost 30 years it's awesome they have some Yes, they had we had they had some new content this year. It was so good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. But mm -hmm. the something that he did is he really brought it home um, towards the end. We have other things we want to talk about, but yeah. uh, he talked <laughs> he talked about something that I think is super important, and it is talking about the hierarchy of our home and how we do. You know, we honor God first, then our spouse, then our children. You know, and you know, as much as we love you guys and we love doing this podcast, you know, our children have to come first. Our spouse has to come even before that. But you know, this is something today. I told her, I'm like, we got to do this. Like, I understand. Like, you know, we've been doing our podcast for like almost two years, a year, a year about a year and a half now, and we haven't missed the seven o'clock. And I'm like, today is a, it's just too important. We don't want to miss doing this for our child. He's going to remember it, and we want to make sure that we, you know, do what's right by him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to make it work. We had to make it work. And so that we're doing this and obviously, um, we're not, this is the only one that we're doing this year. He's not having another one this year. So we had to make it work tonight. Yeah. This and was the only surprise from him. <laughs> yeah. From our kids. <laughs> yeah. So we had to make it work tonight. So, yeah. and you know, we post this on like YouTube and Podbean and Apple play and all of that stuff. Apple podcast. Yeah. So we hope the sound is good. We're sorry. Our peeps. Yeah. Let us know if it sounds poopy we are in our car which is usually pretty good so it's not shouldn't be too echoey but it is yeah. from it is from my phone so now we're all off because we're not in our office so yeah. we're not in our room our shooting room whatever you call our podcast it. room yeah our podcast room yeah. and so now see we're going all over squirrel 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 
Because, yeah, there's people playing baseball in the background. It's really funny because before we got on, Christy's like, Christy's like, point. I'm in the middle of talking to her, and she points right over across my face. Like, I'm like over this way, and I look over, and sure enough, there's a baseball sitting right by our car. So I was thankful that we didn't get smoked. I know. I'm. I was trying to tell him like, should we move? Baseball. Like basically, I was trying. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Like, so, so we may <laughs> we may be driving in a minute. We don't know, right? Oh, thanks, Cassie. Yeah, she goes, it sounds good on Facebook oh, Live. Good, okay, yeah. good, good. We're glad. Okay, so, so yeah, so we want to do a quick recap. I mean, there's a lot we could talk about about this weekend. There's things that we did this time around that we didn't do last time around. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff, but, um, you know, the, the theme of the conference the LaFoons had said uh, they, they talked about vows. They made the whole conference really kind of focused around vows. And I really thought that was awesome. And, and Christy can kind of elaborate on her, her own for that. But for me, you know, what my big takeaway was, was that, you know, it's important that our vows isn't just something that we say one time at the beginning, you know, of our marriage. You know, it's something that we should be thinking about each and every day about how we can honor our spouses with our vows. And I thought that was just super powerful. I'm glad that they said that. It's not mm-hmm. something that we think think about each and every single day. So I really thought that was awesome. Well, I think what's it was really awesome about our marriage, and a lot of people are doing this now in their marriages, is that we wrote our vows to each other. And it's very easy to, you put all that time and effort yep. and thought into when what you're going to write to the person that you're, you know, vowing to spend the rest of your life with. And no, it's good. It's okay. good. It's what just... you're vowing to spend the rest of your life with, you forget it so quickly, you know, after a year or two years and you, they're annoying you, you know, <laughs> or you're, you guys are having a bad year. You know, you talk to anybody that's been married for a long period of time, like him and I have been married going on eight soon, yeah. like just in like a week or two, but we've been together for 10 and talk to anybody that's been married for 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. You have a lot of the times good years and tough yeah. years. And it's really important to say, Hey, you know, this has been a tough year, but I remember my vow to you, mm. what I personally wrote of why I love Josh so much, why I originally, like all those things that a lot of times in marriage over the years, they start to annoy you or actually the things that you adored about them yeah. in the beginning. And so it, I just thought it was when they said vows, the whole premise of the whole weekend was around vows. Yeah. So they went through points about it after that. And I just love Jay and Laura LaFoon. I love um, how dedicated they are to marriages. And yep. you, you all know how dedicated Josh and I are specifically to blended marriages. Yep. And I do think it's very, very important as a blended couple too, to remember, because I know a lot of you can agree with this in life in general, once you give up or or are done with something and you go into something else, it's a lot easier that time to give up again because so you've true. already done it once. So true. So it's like in a second marriage, a third marriage, a fourth marriage. Yeah, my dad was married five times. So I'm not saying that to be funny. You know, like my dad was married five times. Once you get remarried, you've already gave up once unless your spouse you know, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. You know, if it was a divorce, you've already, you know, so it'd be easier to call it quits next time. You've already done it. God already yeah. forgave you, you know, and you don't have that in your brain. So you really need to remember the vows and really say, you know, like, this is it, you know, ride or die. 
ride or die. Yeah, they. Know? I think they. Um, the couple that was there. I think they said that. Yeah, we're talking about them later. I know. So I, didn't want I know. To say that. But it was funny, right? And I think that is true. Like we need to remember through the thick and the thin, and and you know we talk about seasons of life and we talk about seasons of marriage, and not every year is a good year. If you were on last week and you were able to watch our interview uh, with Mary and Phil, they did talk about mm-hmm. you know about the like they can actually. It's really funny when they're talking. They were watching about the years. Of, you know, like, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was good. The third, bad. You he know, was saying that. Good, he's like, know. the second year, she's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's like, and then four or five, and she's going yeah. like this, and he's like six, and she's like, mm, you know. And what brings back the good years, though, is remembering the whole reason why you got into it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, Cassie said something earlier about um, the being annoying, you know, in the beginning. It, you know, is annoying now. What wasn't in the beginning is now. And it's true. But but that's our perspective. It was so great in the beginning. And we all talk about the honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase is really our choice, right? So we think to ourselves, like, okay, how can I pour into my wife? How can I make my wife happier, you know, with of course not trying to take away from myself. I mean, there's no value in that. It's codependency, but how can I add value to my wife consistently? And I don't seek out the parts about her that I dislike. Instead, I seek out the parts that I do like, you know, and I want to love on her more because of that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that we just, we, we keep a focus on the things that we vowed to God and to our spouse in the very, very beginning. I just thought that was such a powerful take for them to focus on that. Cause the last one we went to, I don't remember what the focus was for the conference. I don't remember. Mm -mm. I don't. But I remember very well, and I understand it was just this past weekend, but I do understand how much it impacted my own heart and tell myself, like, man, yeah, that's it's really important to try and remember that each and every day. Yeah. I don't know if you can. Oh, yeah, you can scroll. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Judy said, David told me he wanted to marry me because of my tenacity of stick-to-edness. That's right. Okay, let's talk about it. This girl is the stick to itness person too. So I understand that. Yeah. Cassie goes, yeah, perspective. And it yeah. is perspective. Everything's perspective, especially when it comes to marriage. Yeah. And that's what you really need to remember is your vows. The vow that you yeah. said to your spouse. Yeah, for sure. The second big thing that uh, I believe that was huge for Christy and I this week was the last uh, the last hour that we were there. The, so on Monday, yesterday, their very final session they focused on the phrase, I do, right? So they would say, okay, when we point to the crowd, we want you to say, I do. And they kind of intertwined that in their whole last uh, session that they did. And when they talked about, I do, I wrote this down. It says, when you get married, you said, I do. And to me, they said, you say, I do to all the circumstances. And I thought that was so powerful to say, Hey, you know, there's circumstances are always going to come up no matter what. But I said, I do like I do to this. Like it's not Christie's problem, right? It's our issue that's going on. It's our circumstance. It's not Christie's circumstance, right? Whether it's a health issue, whether it's maybe a mental health issue, no matter what it is that's going on. I mean, if she's struggling at work for a whole season, you know, it's important that I understand that this is our circumstance. I do. I do to this. We are a team. I thought that was so powerful. Yeah, I really liked what was powerful to me about that segment is Jay, you know, said a story. He was holding a piece of paper in his hand the whole time and it was folded. Mm. And he said at the very end, you know, they, you know how they joke and it's always good to do joking. And they would be talking about something serious and then one of them would point at the crowd and we would be like, I do, you know, like so fast. And we had to do it through the whole hour. And then at the end, Jay told a really powerful story about how, you know, 
he was joking that he's going to die first, you know, because he's the man and men die first and things like do. that. But he's holding this piece of paper and he was saying that I'm, it'll make me cry because he's saying when he gets to heaven and he sees his maker, he wants to be able to say, and he held it up and it said, I did. Mm. And that was powerful to me. Like you want to be, you have to remember the end goal in anything in life. If you have a goal, if you have a dream, if you have those things, you have to remember your why. You have to remember why you started. And it's no different in marriage because that is the most important relationship next to God that you will ever have. And you need to remember the I did at the end, the end, end goal. Mm. Will you be able to look back and say, I did, I did, I did, I did. Yeah. And that was really powerful for me. Yeah, because that's no where I like in, to think. Yeah, no living in regret. Yeah. You know, we don't want to live in regret. Regret is the worst, worst, worst thing. Especially as a blended families, we have enough regret, right? We have, Chris and I were just talking about this the other day, about mm -hmm. regret of when our children were smaller, you yeah. know? Did we do the right things? No, we didn't do all the right things. Like, we're, we figured it out as we went along, and now that we look back, we're like, man, we really wish we would have done this differently. We don't want to live in regret. So, you know, we're only in control of the things that we know that we're in control of, and I want to get to the end of my life and like she said, and be able to say, I did. I gave it my all. I didn't blame it on my job being too stressful. I didn't blame it on, you know, kids being too crazy. I didn't blame it on uh, her. You know, I said, no, it's I'm taking responsibility and I want to be able to say I did. You know, I mm -hmm. did everything that I could to give my wife the life that she deserves. And I mean, I make fun of it all the time, but it's true. You know, Christy is the queen. She is the queen. She's not the queen of just our house. Christy is the queen, right? She's the queen of the world. And that's how I view her. And that's how I strive every day to treat her because I take it very serious. The I do like the I do is I'm doing, I'm doing. And then I love the thing where Jay said, I did. And focusing on that and being intentional with your marriage is so, so important, especially in blended in blended marriages, because, you know, it didn't work the first time around for whatever reason, you know, for whatever reason. So how intentional are we going to be this time? And I want to be able to say I did. Yeah. And it's hard, especially in blended families, because you get together and there's already children involved. So in a first marriage, yeah. you know, a lot of times there are no kids. So you have that one-on-one -on -one, like growing together learning one another and then kids come along and blended marriages it's like the kids are there so what a lot of the stuff that Josh and I did wrong is um we really tried to make us a family unit from the beginning so we really felt like if he would have went and taken his kids and spent alone time with his kids. And I would have taken and spent alone time with just my kids that would have caused a divide in our family greater. Yeah. So we always tried to do everything with all the kids, no matter what. And now over time we've learned, uh, that we should have taken more time to be together alone, you know, like take a date night. It took us years before we, we realized what was happening. Yeah. You know, like we really need to have a date night. Us going out once a week or once every other week or even once a month is not going to kill nobody. Like right. he, he and I have not taken a vacation. I mean, we went to this two overnight thing. We haven't taken a vacation since our honeymoon together. No, not for a week long, like no, a no. vacation. No, a vac we haven't. Right. You know, and a night away, maybe here and there, but that's it. Yeah. And that's, that's things that are important. You know, our kids, our youngest is 17 and a half. Like he's going to be <laughs> yeah. 18 in January, yeah. you know, that's things. And then us 
taking that time in the beginning now, we want to help other blended families. Yes, it is very important for your children, your biological children, to be able to get some alone time with you because that's actually the time that you could help bridge the gap yes. and help them have understanding of the blended family and how you know have they could have trusting, open conversations with you because you're the parent that they love and they're trusting and you could help bridge that gap by doing that. And we didn't. We actually caused a greater divide between us and our own biological we children did. Did. to where they, they didn't talk to us for a little bit about certain things and we could have helped bridge the gap of that we did it because we were afraid right so we were scared we didn't want jealousy amongst the kids we didn't yeah. want we didn't you know christy and i were like we didn't want um christy's boys to be jealous that i spent special time with my son mm -hmm. and that caused more tension in the other way than what we realized yeah because we didn't know what we were doing yeah and that's why it's so important that's why like now we're like it's so important that we tell people these in the things in the beginning it's so important in the beginning. It's it's that's that's why we're right in the middle of trying to create something for pre pre marriage for uh, for blended families because before you get married, like what are the things you need to know before? You know, there's nothing out there, so it's important. So these are the things that we need to know going forward in our own marriages. Like I do every day. Like I do. I don't want it to be an I did. I don't want to look back. We're all going to make mistakes to some degree, but you know, you are we being be fully intentional? Yeah, are we being fully intentional? All the way along, yeah. Let's see what she's. Let's see what Cassie's saying here. She goes, "We're we are doing our first week vacation, and I'm so nervous because I haven't been without my girls more yeah, than for no, for real. It is nerve wracking, but we have to trust in the process. I think that's so important that we do that." Judy says, "Our testimonies is what the younger blended families need to hear for sure." Judy, you couldn't say it any better. That is for sure. Cassie says, "I seriously suffer with this. I don't want more division and feel if we separate, it will cause more division. It won't though. And I think balance is everything. And I think mm. it's what's so key in this is." That's where communication becomes to be so important between husband and wife. That's mm -hmm. why going to a marriage conference is so important. Spending special time together, learning and growing together. Well, continuously doing it too would not be good. You do it mostly in the beginning to so it makes your biological children feel safe. Like, I'm spending alone time with you. I'm helping bridge the gap with that. I'm letting you know the expectations. Like, you are expected to respect the other members of now our family. But they can have honest discussions with you yep. about their feelings. And I do love what Judy said. Our testimonies is what the younger blended families need to hear for sure. Yeah. And that's so true because that leads us into our third point of what our takeaway was for um, the weekend. Was the testimonies that Jay and Laura had. Yeah. Yeah, they had some incredible stuff. So they had one couple that got up and um, shared, you know, and they had been married for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, when they were going through the vow, when Jay and Laura were talking about the vows, you know, they're talking about, you know, in sickness and in health. And, you know, they had a couple that they've known for years that's been coming to celebrate. No, that was for better, for worse. For better, for worse. Okay, thank mm -hmm. you. But, um... You know, anyway, so the, the whole point was is they had this couple come up and share their story because they've known these people for all 30 years they've been coming. And they said that, you know, they had this lady and this guy come up and this man, this poor guy had a stroke. And she realized, wait a minute, he's been doing everything for me for all these years. Now I have to do for him. Mm -hmm. And how much they appreciate uh, being part of marriage conferences and understanding how important it is, you know, she had to learn, but she is so grateful. What did she say? Remember the point getting goosebumps. Remember what she said sitting on the couch? She said she looked at him and she would tell him at night. Do you remember what she said? Mm -hmm. She looked at him. I, I'm going to try and paraphrase, paraphrase the best that I can, but she would look at him and she would say, you know, I, I know this is a struggle, but 
I'm so appreciative oh, yeah. of the time that we have. Like, I'm so appreciative. You know, she doesn't thank you for that he's alive. You know, that she, he is there for her to help in all the ways that she has to help him now. You know, and she says she she tries to tell him every single night as he sits in his recliner and she sits on her sofa. But oh, yeah. Those tests. She's so happy that he's there. So happy like, that he's there. Yes, thank you, Instead of having to look at an empty recliner, yes. she's just happy that he's there. Yeah, so happy that it is just a stroke she has to deal with. I mean, he, he doesn't have feeling on half of his body. And that's a huge role change in our family. And we're not all comfortable with that, you know? If I had to go out and do everything that Christy's doing and do the part that I'm doing, you know, would I be bitter about that? Or am I going to look at that as an opportunity like... At least I have an opportunity to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. At least I'm not alone. And, yes, and Mary talked about that last week about her mom. Her mom, you know, yeah. helped bring her better perspective about her marriage because her yeah. mom, not in a malicious way, always brings it up to her like, I wish I had your dad's socks to pick up. Yeah. You know, like, I just mm -hmm. wish he was here. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the last two weeks now in a row, things like this are be being brought up about yeah. how we all need to be focusing on our marriage. The testimonies for me was for the sickness and unhealth one. Jay and Laura told the story that, you know, they used to do these giveaways for people that wrote in to the Celebrate Your Marriage Foundation. And they would read through them and they would pick one. Well, one year... They, um, to send them on a vacation or something, or their next one was free or discount. Yeah. And one of their executive assistants, I don't remember who it was, sent them this and said, you know, this person couldn't have won the gift, but I'm sending it to you guys because you need to see it. Mm. They, they were supposed to write in and this person had wrote in and said the biggest takeaway from the one that they just attended that, um, they, her and her husband, they had been married for, I mean, decades and they fell back in love and they went to bed one night and he was having like mm. some back pain or something, but they just were laughing and giggling and they spent the whole weekend together. And then after they got home from that conference, he died 60 days later and it was, they found out he had a small lung, a small, um, that's like why he was having his lung or something. Yep, yeah. A small cyst in his lung. Yeah. Um, that's why he was having like some back pains. Yeah. Um, and then he ended up passing away but she was saying how appreciative she was of that weekend that they spent together and that's how important testimonies are in life in general like a lot of you know that josh and i are involved in celebrate recovery and that's why it's so important to celebrate recovery that we do testimonies every other week there's a message one week and a testimony one week because we need as humans reminders yes. you know a person that we're married to that we've given these vows to we stood in front of one day and and did a covenant you know jay and laura talked about that it's not a contract contracts end we do a covenant yeah. with this person that we promise them for better for worse for richer for poor till death do we part and we you know as the years go by we it's just we're so easy to forget it we that's why it's so important to go to weekends like this to hear testimonies because we need reminders of we're such fickle people and feelings are fickle and a lot of us go along with our feelings in the moment and like we said earlier marriages sometimes have bad years and if we just went off of that year, at the end of the year, we're like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm walking away. Yep. And we need to go to things like this to remind us that life is hard. Marriage is not going to be easy. We are two different people. The devil is attacking us in our own ways and that <laughs> we can't, we have to get competitive with him. Like we're not going to let him win. 
We're we're staying together. We're in this. And this is what no we No matter have. what. No matter what. This is what we're doing. If we get in a car accident and we're in a wheelchair, they told another story about a couple that was in a wheelchair. Excuse me, after their one year anniversary, they got in a car accident. She was in a wheelchair. Yep. She was a paraplegic and she was trying to convince her husband for nine more years. You need to leave me. You need to leave me. I'm not the person you married. And then after mm. he kept telling her, no, no, no. And then one year they came to the conference and she was using the walk, the walkers. And she was saying she learned how to ski and she did all that because of her husband's he commitment stuck, to her. He stuck by her. You know, and it gave her, and that's what we do for each other. We shower each other in confidence in, in surety and that helps us become better people. Well, and I think it's so important, especially in blended families, is we always see leaving as a choice because in most cases, not all blended families ended together out of divorce, but many, many, many do. Yeah. And it's because it's been a choice before. So that kind of is in the background as a choice. And we have to remember, like, what are we doing differently now than what we were doing then? What are we doing now? I can tell you, I do everything different now. Everything. You know, and God has me where I'm supposed to be. I believe in that 100%. And mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I take advantage of this. And, you know, there is no plan B. There is only plan A. That's it. And I commit to that every day. Whether I feel like it or I don't feel like it, it doesn't matter. It's only plan A. And I think we have to put ourselves in a position in our marriage, especially in a blended family, where there is no plan B. You know, there's only plan A. And how much are we willing to commit to that? Are we going to be willing to stand by our spouse's side if they're in a wheelchair? or if they have a stroke or, you know, whatever, whatever happens, you know, are we willing to stay there and stand up? And what is it that we're willing to do differently today to make sure that happens? Are we going to conferences? Are we taking courses together? Are we doing devotions together? Are we going to church together? Are we doing the things that do make a difference in our marriage? Are we praying. pouring into it? Praying are we down. praying together? Are we doing these things, you know? And we have to be willing to ask ourselves that. Yeah, and the, that was the one thing that this woman said in the very first testimony that Josh was talking about how the husband had a stroke. That was hard for her. You know, she said that she was a very sheltered, well-taken-care-of wife. Like, he did everything for her. He made sure she had gas in her car. Like, he yeah. always was doing yeah. all this stuff for her, like, taking care of her like she was a queen. Paid the and bills, did he everything. he had a stroke, and she had to take that over, and I'm sure he struggled with being a burden on her. Yeah. She struggled with not knowing really how to handle all these different things to do because he took care of it all before and they mm. stuck together and mm. they're at a marriage conference to keep deepening their relationship, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that is the stuff that we have to do is we have to make an effort. Nothing worth having is easy and we have to make an effort and you guys can't forget Josh and I talked about this at the perfectly blended. I think it was one of the points that Josh talked about. If you didn't go to the perfectly blended event, Second marriages, for you know, the studies show that first marriages end in divorce. There's almost 50% of them end yeah. in divorce. While second marriages, if there's children involved, the divorce rate is even higher. Like 75%. For second marriages, if yeah. there's children. So we have to remember, like, it's vitally, vitally important to put in the work and put in the effort. Mm -hmm. Especially when there's children involved yeah. because it brings a whole nother level <laughs> and layer, like we were talking about earlier, oh. of divide and division that it can be in the family unless you make purposeful effort yep. to bridge that gap. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it's easy for us to blame the other person when we leave and come into something new, right? I got rid of the problem. Now I'm here. No, you're part of the problem. Kids are the problem. Right. Or the kids are the problem. Right. You know, well, nonetheless, they come along, right? (laughs) So, I mean, the problems are there. So what are we going to do different? You know, and that's what I love about going to a marriage conference. That's what I love so much about Jay and Laura LaFoon is because they've been pouring into marriages and they live that. They're still together. They've never been divorced. I mean, they've, they've put hard work. They, they live what they preach and that's just what's so awesome and it's awesome to get up and hear testimonies of people Mm -hmm. about themselves and about other people that come to their conferences over the years that they're sticking to it they're working through it they're not giving up they're staying true to their vows and they're 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 living testimonies you know and they're being a testimony it's just like judy said you know we have to be a testimony we have to be willing to open our mouths and open ourselves up to new experiences uh, especially when it comes to strengthening our marriages so Uh, The last really big point that we want to make is about the couple that they had come. They always have a special speaker. Yep, they did have a special speaker, a special guest, and they do every Celebrate Your Marriage. Mm -hmm. It's them, and they usually have a special guest. And this time they had a couple that are really kind of internet famous. Yeah, I think they're TikTok, big on, on TikTok, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think they're big on TikTok. I know they're big on, they have like a million followers on Facebook. Their name is Kristen and Danny. They do uh, lyric videos. Uh, lip sync. Uh, lip sync, thank you. Lip sync in the car, just like this, right? They sit here and they have all these different costume stuff. We're not doing this on purpose. No, no, that's actually funny though. But it's uh, they're they're super good at what they do. They're hilarious and stuff. So they dress up in costumes. Oh, they go all out, like bananas out, right? But it was really cool to see because they're probably around our age. I would guess probably roughly around he our said age. He was in his forties. Yeah, so I'm guessing they're probably around our he age. Might be older than you, babe. But it, <laughs> many people aren't. I don't think. So at least not people we hang around. So. They said something that really stuck to me, right? And it said, and it stuck with Jay too, but they said something about we need to not focus on our low level warfare. And she brought up a, a circumstance of the dishwasher, right? She said she opened up the dishwasher and she's looking at the dishwasher and she's like, what kind of idiot loads a dishwasher like this? Because he loaded the dishwasher. And she's like, oh my gosh, like what kind of stupid person does this? Does he not know how to load a dishwasher? What is wrong with this guy? But then she sat and thought, he loaded the dishwasher. Like, he loaded the dishwasher, right? He did something that he normally wouldn't do. Like, he did it. Like, it doesn't matter how, right? We can choose to focus on this low-level warfare. Or we can say, my marriage is more important than focusing on this low-level stuff. So that was a big takeaway for me. Uh, My big takeaway was she talked about how they were such completely different people. So they, they, they took these personality tests and she's over on one end. He's over on the other. They're both Christians. They were already married and everything about these personality tests were like, if you want to have a successful marriage, um, and you're looking for a partner, this, this person, and you have this personality, you need to not marry or stay away from this personality because it'll never work. And that, and that's what she was talking about. And they were already married. (laughs) And when you're Christian, you know, they're Christian, they take it seriously. And she's like a big thing that she had to work on is she said she was very, she's very skillful with her words and she is very defensive, you know? And as soon as he'd want to come to her and talk to her about anything where his feelings were hurt or anything they need to work on, she was already offended. And I laughed at that because that reminded me of myself. Like if he wanted to come talk to me in the beginning of our relationship about something that he was upset about or thought that we needed to talk about, I was already offended. Like you're walking at me, I'm already mad. Like, what are you going to say? You know, and she said it took a long time for him because he never experienced that. You know, that's not the case with him and I. We both were kind of like 
like ready to get upset about things. But that was hard, something for them to work through because she brought up his family was traveling evangelical singers. You know, the families that all harmonize and they travel around a different... Partridge family or something. And we had people, families like that come to my church growing up. You know, these families would come in and you're like, oh my God. You know, like the Celine Dion of Christianity, you know, no, not Celine Dion. Who was it that died? Who was it? The Mexican singer. Oh, uh, Selena uh, Gomez. No, 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 no. Wasn't Selena. I think she's still alive. No, uh, now you got me going. Selena. Yeah, I think it is just Selena. Yeah. It was like her family. They started out singing together and harmonizing and doing all this stuff. But they, it was like that for Christians, you know, and she's like. You know, he comes over to meet her family, and they're all, like, cleaning the guns, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, just Selena. Yeah, just <laughs> Selena, yeah. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes over to his family, and they're all like, we've been waiting for you, <laughs> you know, Matt. like, yeah. Even Matt's like, and Matt's much younger. He knows Selena. She, she probably died before you were born, Matt. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't remember. You're looking at me and I'm like, she's like, Selena Gomez? No, like, no. no. Something that's Selena Gomez. We know that for sure. Whatever. For sure. Anyway, my point <laughs> was, is they had to work through it and she had to, just knowing that I was a person like that, have been and can be a person like that, how much internal work it yeah. takes. And that is important in marriage to change your perspective about your partner, but also have honest, realistic, open conversations about yourself. So good. Like, where am I being unreasonable at? Where am I being prideful? Mm. Where am I being like, I'm not willing to say I'm sorry. I am not. And those should be some red flags for you in your marriage. Like if you're not willing to say you're sorry, even when you're wrong, it's, it's, that is a huge red flag. Like you, you need to get to a point in your marriage and he'll laugh at this, that you're willing to say you're sorry when you know you're not wrong. Just like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I I'm sorry. I don't want us to fight and argue. Even if I'm right, my point isn't to win. Like, and there is I, no winning that way. I loved how they said we're on the same team because I have posted years ago. I repost it every time it comes up in my memories of any relationship in general. If you're keeping score. You're not on the same, you're thinking of that person, friendship, spouse, whatever, as they're on a different team than you. So you're not even in the right frame of mind. They are on the same team. We're the same team. My partner is struggling. My teammate is struggling. They actually said a specific word, my help partner. You know, my help partner is struggling. I need to help that person. And I love that she brought that up about a lot of the self-reflection and self-work she needed to do to make their marriage stronger. I think that it, I'm so glad you brought that up because in, in a team, it's like we both win, mm-hmm. but we also both lose. Yeah. Love keeps no record of wrongs. That's exactly right. And it's, it's so important That's that in we Corinthians for anybody that wants to. Hello, a Bible expert. <laughs> okay. So, but it's important that we understand that you know, when we are on the same team, when we're working on the same team, is that Christy, just like Christy said, though, we're not trying to keep score. We're not, it's, it does, it doesn't behoove you to try and win an argument or win over something over your spouse. It does, it, it, there is no value in you that lose. whatsoever. You both will lose. Like, you will both lose. And so there is arguments. Do not get me wrong. Like, we, Christy and I usually typically get in a one really good argument a year, right? We get in disagreements all the time, but we, uh, small disagreements, but we don't get, we usually get in a, yeah, one of those like wide eyed, like 
getting deliberate. And then it's like, I am not going to be the one that brings it up. He's going to bring it up this time. I am not bringing it up for days. (laughs) And then I'll have God being like, is this really like, aren't you better than this? Isn't your relationship better than this? And I'm like, not this time. Not this time, God. Not this issue. Like he's he wrong. needs to bring it up first. I am sick of being the one that's like, yep. aren't you, don't you realize that we are not okay, that we need to talk about it? No. And then I usually end up being the one to bring it up because he's more stubborn than me and he doesn't. That's not true. <laughs> it's untrue, actually. The point, the point isn't to push your spouse under the bus, right? And try to back over them with both wheels, right? <laughs> right, right. Even though we're in a car. But the point is, is it doesn't do any good. Like, we're going to get in arguments. We're going to get upset. But at the same time, okay, for an example, okay. So I said something to her t- the other day, right? And it w- we got on the phone and we got kind of in a tiff argument about it. And she was like, fine. I'm like, fine. And I'm normally not the fine person, right? And we just hung up. And I was in the middle of cleaning something in our bathtub. Or my hands were full. And you were I'm cleaning Nala's pee pad yeah i was cleaning one of our dog's pee pads Ooh, that's fun so anyway so we i was in the middle of doing that and i was like i don't care i was mad and then i got off the phone and i sat there for about 15 minutes while i was cleaning it and i'm like no no i'm not leaving it this way like i shouldn't have responded the way that i responded and i picked up my phone and i knew that she was at work so i didn't call her but i texted her and i said you know look i'm really sorry the way that i responded and i didn't follow it up with a but okay that's not how we apologize we don't apologize with a but you know it doesn't matter you know i she needed to know that i care about her like i love you i care about you and i'm really sorry for the way that i handled this situation you know it's okay to cool off but get back right at it and apologize sorry Phone call. That's the weird part about having your car. But get right back at it and get right intentional back into your marriage and say, hey, I'm not going to leave this the way that it is. Like, I I handled the situation wrong. It's not about the way that she handled it. Whether she handled it right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's about me. I want to make sure, just like Jay said, I'm at the end and I say I did. You know, I want her to know that the way that I responded to her was wrong. Like, it's wrong. And so I want to make sure that I handle it the right way. And we have to make sure that we do that and we do it quickly and we do it gracefully. Well, and if you're not willing to apologize, there's usually two reasons, if we're really honest. You don't want to, um, you're uncomfortable eating crow or you're prideful or insecure or whatever, and you always want to play the victim or you always want to be in control. That's the reason why you don't want to say you're sorry. You always want the other person to say they're sorry. You have a problem admitting you're wrong. And that is a huge, that's a huge self-reflection and a huge self-growth thing that you need to work on. The other thing is that you need to get comfortable with. And one of the biggest reasons, both, both were reasons for me and still are that I struggle with. But the other one is, is that you're scared that the other person's going to be like, yeah, you should be sorry and blah, 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 you know, and throw all these reasons in front of your face. Because really, realistically, what do we envision when we go tell somebody we're sorry? You know, in the perfect movie world, we're like, hey, I'm really sorry. I don't want to fight. And the other person's like, you know, I'm sorry too. You know, so we envision that, but we're scared because a lot of times in today's society, even with your spouse and other people, they'll be like, yep, you should be sorry. Hmm. I win. And then move on. And you have to get to a point to that's okay. 
because you saying you're sorry is that you are the bigger person, not that you're trying to be the bigger person in your marriage, but that you are, it's building your character. It's, it's humbling you, which is what God wants ultimately for you. It's not about the other person's response. It's not about any of that. It's, Hey, my our relationship is more important to me. So I want to say, I'm sorry. If the other person still, if your spouse is still livid mad and they throw that in your face and you lose your cool, you weren't really sorry to begin with. And you went into it with the expectation that they were going to respond in a certain way. And you can't have expectations on that. If you really are sorry and you want your relationship to get better, just say you're sorry. And if the other person's like, you should be sorry. If you're saying you're sorry, you should be sorry. You know? So if they're like, yep, you should be sorry. Yes, I should. And I am. Don't rub my face in it though. (laughs) Nobody likes your face rubbed in. No. Let's just get it right. And that's a matter of time. So I know not everyone's marriage is perfect and all apologies are wonderful. And, you know, but you got to start somewhere. And I yeah. love how you say, you know, how you respond, though, means maybe you really weren't sorry. And you're just trying to have get a, a specific outcome out of it. The mm-hmm. outcome should never be that the, it makes the other person happy. You know, that it should be because it's the right thing to do. You know, getting into apologies. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I just love the low level warfare is just so cool to me. It's like, it makes sense. Like, why are we fighting over all this stupid stuff? I mean, we always talk about it in parenting all the time, right? Like, pick your battles, you know, with these kids, like, pick your battles, you know? Well, we need to make sure that we're not focusing on the small little things all the time. Someone asked us the other day, we were at lunch or at dinner or something, about, you know, what annoys me about Christy? You know, what about, what does she do that annoys me? And, I know there's things that she'll do sometimes that upset me, but I can't really think of anything that annoys me. Yeah, she just jabs me in the side. I don't like that. But, <laughs> but, right. But, you know, there's nothing really that annoys me. But I don't focus or look for things that annoy me either because I don't look at Christy doing things to intentionally do something that I don't like. And that's a perspective thing. I have mm. to choose to look at her that way. You know, just because she doesn't do everything the way that I prefer all of the time doesn't mean that she's doing it to do it to me. And so I have to, I change my perspective on the way that I view her. You know, I always look at her, I, I love her imperfections perfectly. I do, I actually do. You know, she's like, you just love me and I know that you just love me the way that I am. And I do, I truly do. I love her exactly how she is today. And, and I'm I believe gonna, that. And I'm going to love her exactly how she is tomorrow. Because he's never given me a point in that, too. No, and I don't have a, an odd expectation of you either, mm. or an unhealthy expectation of you. You know, I have an expectation of myself for her, you know. And so when we talk about the way that, you know, things annoy us, you know, it's really just comes down to our perspective. Are we paying attention to all the low-level warfares? Are we paying attention to all of that stuff all the time, and that's the stuff that matters the most, you know? Or are we saying, you know what? That all that stuff matters. It just doesn't matter. And I think it's important. Well, and we need to pay attention too because, and it is true, it's rare that Josh is annoying me or does something that annoys me. And I'll ask him all the time. I'll say, babe, I'm sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so difficult to deal with. And his response is always like, you are not hard to love for me. You are Mm -hmm. not this. You are not that. And there'll be times in our relationship, and I don't even know what they are because they aren't specific, to where there'll be a couple days where I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm annoying? Yeah. Because, (laughs) because, but I don't remember what they are. And I take that time to reflect and start praying, like, what is going on with me? Like, what is going on with me that this man that loves me Mm. so perfectly 
as a human that he yeah. possibly can that I'm getting annoyed right now. Do I have a lack of sleep? Am That's I awesome. like too stressed out at work? Yeah. Because he doesn't annoy me. And so if I'm getting irritated yeah. or upset and I have this thought in my head like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's it's something with me. And it's yeah. rare. So it's good. like, you know, once once or twice a year. And then I realize, okay, I've fallen into a better pattern or I have had, I've, I'm starting to struggle with my depression again and I haven't been doing things like I should be doing with my own mental health. Just things like that. So that's stuff that we need to be aware of because if you ask me, does Josh do anything that annoys you? He doesn't. There isn't anything that I can think of. And, but we don't keep records of each other either. Yeah. Like, when we get into arguments, we truly, we made it a point in our relationship that we would not, that we would not call each other names nope. and we would not throw previous things in each other's face. Mm -mm. We wouldn't. No. And that makes a huge difference in our relationship because I can't be like, well, five days ago, five years ago and 10 years ago, you did this on this day and you did this on this day and you did this on this day. So yeah. you, it's building up, son. It's building up. You know, we don't, we don't do those things, which no. a lot of marriage, I did it in my previous marriage. Same here. I'd be like, okay, like this is like number 5,772 that you've done this and just add it to the list. I rushed to the front of that gate. Okay. I wanted to do it first. Like that's the way that it was before. Yeah. And I mean, I was a very unhealthy person individually and I, I was too. I tell everybody and I know Christy agrees with this. There's two things that will make your marriage awesome. Two things. One, make God first. And number two, focus on making yourself better. I mean, mm. if you can focus just on those two things, of course, understand when you love God the most, you understand that the hierarchy matters and all of them things fall from that. But it's important that we do those things, you know. So there's a big challenge we want to end today's show with, a huge challenge. And I think it's so important that we get challenged, especially after a weekend like we just had. There's so many great things. We had awesome friends go. We got to spend some great time. You know, we got to, we get, you know, my wife and I got to be intimate. Okay, let's just be real. Yeah, girl. Okay. It's important. Do it. Okay. It's important that you go and you ha spend some special time, like do these things, but you know, challenge you. If you don't already schedule at least once a year to go to some type of marriage conference or a retreat, you got to do it. Like mm -hmm. you have to make it a priority. If it's a financial thing, you need to start saving for it. Yeah. It needs to become a priority. Like there's lots of this stuff that happens all around you in your state. If you're not in Michigan or any other state that you live in, like it's important that you do it. And if it's not a priority, it needs to be because her and I really feel rejuvenated in a lot of ways, um, connection wise, you know, from after this weekend. And that's because we were intentional about it. Mm -hmm. We, we used our phones very little, which is very rare for yeah. us. Okay. It's a real problem in our marriage about it putting is. our phones down, you know, and I'm just being honest. Like we, have... we didn't notice until yesterday. No, I'm like, wow, we weren't on our phones at all. Hardly weekend, at all. Unless we were taking pictures or something yeah hard, yes pretty much pictures yeah clearing some notification stuff but it was minutes it wasn't hours, hours you know and it wasn't you know i'm here surfing this surfing that and she's playing a game on her phone and yeah. we're basically sitting three feet from each other but we're, we're paying together yeah we're paying zero attention to each other so we challenge you be find it look for something i mean one of our goals for blended couples is to do retreats and conferences and make you give you opportunities to connect with each other and be intentional about it it's so important that we do this because nobody's going to care about your marriage more than you are mm -hmm. you know you have to do it like we all have to do it we have to get away from the kids and work and the busy days that happen even our dogs okay are consume our lives and getting away from that and focusing on each other and all of the content you're listening to is forcing you to, to focus on each other makes a world of difference so 
be aggressive. Be be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be be aggressive. That's all you're getting. Okay, <laughs> that's it. All right, we want to thank everybody for being here. Okay, thank you so very much. If you hadn't had an opportunity yet to hit the share button, please do that. Since we're doing, um, I don't know, carpool karaoke. I don't know what's going on here. So we're just doing our podcast in the car today. So do us a favor. Carpool couple on fire. Ooh. Blended. <laughs> Blended edition. Okay. Take care, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.